0: Welcome into Dialed In, a podcast by the High Cotton Club. Episode 28, I'm Connor Hendrickson. And I'm Tanner Sandell. Thank you all for tuning in today. It's been a a long week for a lot of us, um, but we are so thankful to everybody who's tuning in today and everybody who's reached out, um, everybody who's gotten involved. One of our members, one of our great friends, um, and a great man, Mr. Seth Grissom, passed away last weekend. Um, It was a complete shock. Us shocked to the system. Tanner called me um, Saturday, and I just didn't know what to think. I was I was stopped in my tracks, as I believe you were, Tanner.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even really process it. Uh, Gooch called me in the middle of an an event that I was playing, um, and basically just you know was asking me if I knew. Immediately started calling Seth's phone Mm -hmm. over and over. All of them went to voicemail. Uh, so my next call was to you and, and just was like, hey man, uh, just really quickly, I, I need your help. I can't do anything about it right now, but this is what I've heard, and I need you to help me because I can't do this right now, figure out what's going on. Uh, and unfortunately, we did get that, you got that confirmation a little bit later, and uh, it stinks, it hurts. Um it's something that I, I, you know, I really don't think I'm super ready to deal with at the moment, and I've been working on that. Um, I am very grateful for the relationship that I had uh, with with Seth. I'm very grateful for all of the many shows that um, I had an opportunity to come on the show and and say I did my weekly drop in with Seth and getting to see him. Uh, but I'm also very grateful that uh, Seth did all of my fittings and my lessons for a while and so every single time I tee it up and I play I got a little bit of Seth with me so I'm I'm very grateful for that you'll see the SG marked on my golf balls this weekend and uh love him to death and uh I can't wait to see him again one day
0: yeah um as we all feel and I lack the words at times and and like you said I don't I don't know if I fully processed it or know how to deal with it but um, we started a GoFundMe uh, for his family, um, his wife Nikki, his children. And I cannot adequately express, and I, I'm trying to keep it together. I'm, I cannot adequately say thank you to everybody who's gotten involved. I set a $5,000 goal because you had to set a goal on GoFundMe. And I didn't know if we would even sniff it, you know. And within 48 hours, we've surpassed it 72 hours, Huge. whatever it was. Huge. Um, no laying up, getting involved. Roost from all ac- across the country getting involved. Even the Queen City got involved. Supercell. I mean, the love coming in from all across the country for somebody that they didn't know, um, it means a lot. I, I can't adequately say thank you enough. Um, I know that his family will be, you know, very grateful. Um, and we're gonna we're not going to stop with that. We're going to do something every single year for his family because Seth would have done anything that he could for any of us. Um he would have given the shirt off of his back, even if it was the last shirt that he had. And so we want to do everything that we can and continue to try to um, take care of his family the best we can. I mean, we're a small club and we can only do so much, but we want to do what we can. And so um, we'll, we'll talk more about what we're going to do later. But, you know, we have stuff planned for this weekend um, to kind of honor him. And, it, you know, I, you were playing in a tournament when you found out I had a match the next day and golf seemed so silly. It just it, – I didn't – felt like it didn't matter, like win or lose, it just didn't matter. All I cared about was enjoying the time with the people that I was around. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great perspective to try to carry into this weekend and just carry into our lives. And so um, I'll forever cherish the, the relationship that I had with Seth and his kindness, his generosity how he carried himself and the character that he had will forever hold an impact on my
1: life. Yeah. And, and seriously, shout out to no laying up in the roofs that got involved. Um, even with the history that we've seen this year with the refuge and roofs and things like that. Um, just a great reminder that this is bigger than golf and this is, this is a community that, um, is bigger than all of us. And it's just really cool to see, but um I, I think Nikki said it best on one of her posts that truly describes Seth from from my perspective and it was a saying that he would say all the time and it was that if we eaten, you eaten. Basically meaning like nobody that's around me is gonna go hungry and everybody around me is gonna get taken care of. Uh and it just speaks to um, you know, his his thought and provision for other people. Um, and just his, his willingness just to, to love on others that, you know, no matter the cost, um, you know, you, we, we were in the middle of a match, you called back and confirmed that, um, for me, once you found out quite literally, as you're saying the, you know, confirming it, uh, the Ricky was in the middle of a, of a, of a, a chip on a par five. Um, and as you're saying that, uh, a huge range of emotions for me because i was obviously devastated but ricky also chipped in for eagle at that exact moment and so that was really cool and we both believed in that moment that that was a little bit of seth with us and uh, i just remember asking ricky like we're playing with two other groups and it's you know and i just remember asking him like can you can you go to the green and like deal with that because i just need (laughs) him i need a minute like i you know it was totally ready to, to WD from the tournament, to be honest. Just not even uh, focus on that. But true salt of the earth kind of guy. I think a time for mourning is about to be past us. And and now it's time to shift that, that focus on, um, you know, just celebration for the opportunity to know him. Uh, he and I have had a lot of great conversations together. I believe wholeheartedly that he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And I do know. That I'm going to get an opportunity to see him again one day, um, and I, I want his his legacy, especially in the club, um, and 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 that to to live on. And I want to continue to honor and cherish him with what we do. And so, uh, I'm I'm appreciative of that from me as a as a friend of Seth to this club. And so, um, not not to not to make the entire soft open about that, but it is absolutely a priority to us and something that we wanted to you know, to get out here. Um, One final time for me live, Seth, man, I love you. Um, I I wish like heck I could hop back on that phone and and have one of our daily conversations together. But um, I know that you're not too far away when I need you. So love you, brother.
0: Yeah, uh, a really cool moment, like you said, chipping in and and got to feel like he was part of that. And um, I definitely, like I said, playing my match, didn't feel important but at times also felt like he was out there too so um it's it's a it's a weird thing to have uh, such a close relationship with somebody who was so dedicated to golf and then going to play golf you know it, it was it was kind of um a twist in my head but I gotta think that we just got to do everything like you said to celebrate him to cherish the fact that we did get the opportunity to know him you know the club's only been a thing since February and he was a huge part of it from the very beginning. Talking about if, if we eaten everybody eating, he showed that with more than just his words and he mm-hmm. proved that with the club. And it's time for the club to show that and, and we have every intention to continue to do that for as long as we possibly
1: can. And was on board and truly embodied what we want this club to be from literally day one. I'm talking about even in a lesson in fitting last November before this thing really even got rocking and rolling. And he's like, he's all in. He wants a part of it. Like that's, and a guy that came out and competed and held his own, um, just, yeah, he's exactly who we wanted this club to be, so.
0: So we love you, Seth. Um, God bless the Grissom family. You are continually in our thoughts and prayers, and we are lifting you up. So we we're not going to get into what in, is in today's episode. We just hope that you enjoy it and uh, can take it as a little bit of a, a relief and get excited for this weekend. We have a great weekend. And like I said, we're going to do some things to honor Seth, and it's not a whole lot. There's nothing that we could do that could possibly show the full honor that, and respect that he deserves, but we're going to do everything that we can because um, we love you, Seth, and, and God bless the Grissom family. So without any further ado, adieu, please enjoy today's episode.
1: Rich. Some guys like it quiet. Some guys like it loud. This is. Yeah, Gator needs to
0: look like he needs some exercise. I don't know. Of course, the conditions now that he has to play the shot to test anyone.
1: Up. Oh, yeah, look at this, Peter. Look at this shot. Look at this Oh, he's running
0: after. He ran after. He got there before the ball did. I don't believe it. How
1: about that one? No, shouldn't do that. You knew he would. You knew he would.
0: together Jim those two it's a great story welcome in to dialed in episode 28 we're coming to you late night boys we are getting dialed in it is Thursday night you guys are listening to this hopefully on Friday as it releases you know that midnight drop it's high cotton cup time Tanner captain Tanner Sandell, co host obviously of the podcast, but
1: captain of Team Cotton this week. How are you feeling, brother? Uh, it's gonna be weird not referring to you as captain all weekend, so I'll probably still do that. But I'm fired up. Uh it's it feels like it's officially here. We just have a Friday we have to get through. Uh practice round tomorrow. Pairing's party, I think, is gonna be electric. Uh yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to rock and roll.
0: Yeah, um, apologies to all of our competitors on the delays in communication with this event, especially regarding our pairings party and entry fees and all that. It's been a bit of a – we've been chasing. We've been working hard to get food dialed in. Um, The Sand Trap is a great restaurant, but um, communication has just been a little slow. So finally got things dialed in late this afternoon and uh, excited to – you know it's 9 o'clock now. I'll go home, edit the podcast, and send out an email for everybody to – wake up to and hopefully we can get things rolling tomorrow I know a bunch of guys are going to be out there in the afternoon playing in the practice rounds and I was hoping to join for the front nine before I got things set up for the pairings party but the whole weekend I think is going to be electric shout out the electric factory
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a whole weekend's going to be awesome uh I think I'm gonna I, I might try to make it out the practice round around 4:15. try to play nine holes I really I just want to see the greens see what we're going to be dealing with all weekend. I know 12 stones, Kalen and I, it feels like have already run through the golf course together a couple of times. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm fired up for this.
0: This is a golf course that personally I feel very, very comfy at. Um, I had my very first high cotton classic match there. Um, the guy that I played hasn't gotten involved since. So I guess I just put the thumb down a little too hard. But, uh, you know, that's how that's how it is sometimes. The 12 Stones is a great, great place. Um, it's it kind of represents some of the best that golf middle Tennessee has to offer. It definitely has, you know, it could use some polishing, and I think that they are fully aware of that. But just in terms of the layout, in terms of the, you know, Elevation change and all that stuff. It really does represent kind of what golf around here is all about.
1: Yeah, I think uh just because of where it got to, it gets a bad rap sometimes. Now people forget that when it opened, it was electric. Yeah, so how many times am I going to say that? It's so, the buzzword for tonight. We we got caught on a couple of them in a couple of shows, so it's cool. But I think it got a bad rap for a little while, but. Uh, Obviously, they've turned over a leaf. They're obviously making good hires because another featured prominent team member of Team Cotton has joined the staff out there. And I understand he's been instrumental in this event. So I'm looking forward to it. It's a golf course that I feel like I've played a lot as well. Um, I feel like this roost kind of had its birthplace at this golf course. You're exactly right. And uh, yeah, we've aforementioned that group a couple of times, but the pairing of uh, me, Pat, and you, and Beers is where a lot of this conversation was had at that initial roundup. And uh, I think the golf course sets up well for what we're looking to do. And it's equally competitive and challenging. Uh, and so I, I think it sets up well for this field that we have going into it. Um, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Before we get into exactly what we are going to be doing, because like you said, I think 12 stones is a great fit for it. And we wanted to go back there just because it is the birthplace of kind of what we're doing and, and wanted to show respect and kind of bring things full circle. But, um, you know, chase and chase the GM, Chris head pro, I believe now, and then Sam new head assistant pro. Um, they've all been fantastic, but the Sam, this has kind of been his event now and he couldn't have been more helpful. It's been great to be able to have one of our guys running it. So I'm just able to text him about stuff and we're able to get things dialed in. That's been, um, very welcome and and a great change with some of our other golf courses that we work with really, you know, the past few golf courses that we worked with have been great. Um, but some of them have been a little bit more challenging. So working with 12 stones is always a, a breath of fresh air.
1: And you, you get a, you take a great part well obviously you take a great part in it because you do all of our scheduling and event designing and things like that but your park mammoths your 12 stones even your kenny perry's those golf courses that have worked well with you um, it's not only got to make it easier and more convenient and more efficient but it's also easier for us to come back and host larger events at those type of places because of the rapport that we've built with them and the cooperation that they've had with us. I think a vision that you've tried to get some of these other golf courses to understand is by a, a an entity like ours that are, are coming there, uh, playing these events, covering it on social media, getting people out there like there's so many good opportunities for them to get some face time and get their name out there. I mean, think about the event that we had at Toei before it was, you know, they're going through a rebrand, they're putting the clubhouse in, like stuff like that. Think about what that could mean for a golf course like that. If we continued to have some events like that out there, if they were super cool. And I do understand they were pretty cooperative too yeah, they were when fantastic that happened. But just they, think about just that. like
0: you're saying about that, there's some golf courses that we will not be returning to for those same reasons. Right. Um, so And, and it it stinks because some of those are the best golf courses that we hosted events at, but you know, if you're not going to be cooperative and kind of understand our model and our mission, then I don't know how much, you know, we can, we can work together. Um, We'll still appreciate the golf course for what it is. We just can't host an event there. Right. Um, So uh, like you said, appreciate the park mammoths, the 12 stones, obviously they get a bunch of airtime with us just talking about our events there. Um, And then, you know, Austin and I are gonna get the social media dialed in so that we're, you know, pubbing these events a little bit better. Like our event coming up in November, the Gallup at, at Grasslands, which we'll get into Grasslands a little bit when we talk about the classic, but can't wait for that event. It's it's gonna be fantastic. So a little bit more about what we're doing this weekend with the High Cotton Cup. As we mentioned, tomorrow's practice rounds, we got D ball coming in from Alabama, the only out of state representative. We had eight out of state representatives qualify and he's the only one to participate. So, shout out D-Ball for clearing your schedule and making it work. Really appreciate it. I totally understand the guys who have prior commitments and weddings and stuff. Just want to shout you out and tell you how much we appreciate you. Um, all you do with the sports book, we'll get into that later. But, D-Ball, you're a OG, and we appreciate you very much.
1: Yeah, shout out D-Ball, even though we got some uh, Discord beef going on right now because of the question we're going to answer from him later. but we love to see uh, it. I can't wait to
0: dive all the way into the beef.
1: can't wait to dive into that beef, but I will say this – getting into it uh we had a draft Gervais was making some some plays yeah I
0: guess we should get into that before we get into the format
1: yeah we should and so. I was about to make some comments about it but let's just let's go ahead and get into that um so Sunday
0: night we had our draft via Instagram live yeah you and Gervais were selected as captains via Instagram mm-hmm. and uh yeah as you mentioned Gervais was making some questionable decisions um some would say um, the boy was vibing at a wedding.
1: He was vibing. There were some great tunes. We going didn't on.
0: expect to have background music during the draft, but it felt like a party in everybody's
1: homes. Some bangers were played. I
0: was, I was paying more <laughs> attention to the music than his picks at times. Me
1: too. I, <laughs> so, but I the was, DJ still... had better picks. hey listen i so i want y'all to understand that came out of connor's mouth not mine sometimes you Um, just gotta
0: you see a joke in front of you and you just have to
1: (sighs) jump on it i think the role that i'm trying to assume heading into this thing so far is um i'm just trying to keep it cool calm and collected and hopefully the play will speak for itself you're doing what i did headed to knoxville
0: (laughs) and i'm doing probably what i was doing (laughs) kind of what beers was doing yeah
1: where it's kind of like i'm not gonna say a whole lot publicly but like yeah let's ride yeah um so i we'll just go ahead and get into it um i this was sunday so my traditional parts and i were coming off of uh uh, 36 holes of competitive golf together this weekend. Um, and so going from, going from that on Sunday, Gervais and I get a three-way FaceTime with Connor just to make sure everything's there. Cause he was at the wedding. We go ahead and get our coin flip in, um, some banter early. Cause we were talking about getting these colors dialed in too. And Gervais was like, all right, I'll, and I, I was doing the gentleman thing. I was like, Hey, what colors do you want to wear? He immediately comes out and he's like, "Uh, I'll take blue and white. In the back of my mind, I'm like, everything I have in my closet is blue.
0: Well, white should be team cotton.
1: (laughs) White team cotton, yeah, but I'm thinking the primary color is blue. So I was like, all right, well, you can have blue if I can have first pick. (laughs) And he he just responded no. So I was like, all right, well, we need to figure this out anyway, so call me now. Let's go ahead and get this coin flip over with, so both of us can start thinking about it. I maybe think I might have put some more thought into my picks, but so Gervais has the first pick, and you know it's it's that place where there's enough excitement going on around the event that everybody's starting to talk. Like, we're the, everybody knows who the captains are, so I'm getting calls like, "Who are you taking?" I got. I'm playing with Ricky. I had talked to Stu already earlier in the but day. But you had a little
0: bit of a vibe on what Austin might try to do, right?
1: I had some vibes. Yeah, I definitely. And that's what, actually what I was getting to. And I'm out there playing in the same event as Burris. And so I'm already talking to a lot of people that are in the event. We're trying to figure out, like, everybody's like, hey, pick me, pick me, whatever, right? So going into it's it. It's like on the playground. I, I'm just glad I was on the other end of that. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, like, looking at the order, and I'm like, well, gosh, where would, where would I have gone in all of this? Like, I'm just glad that I'm automatic. We'll we'll get into the order here in a minute. It's very interesting. We'll run down the leaderboard. Yeah. Well, and and I want to go in the order that of what transpired, but so we go into, and I think one of the last calls that I got before going into this, I think may have been you and We're starting to already talk. We don't know what's out there. We obviously don't know who's on what teams. We're just kind of talking about players in the field. And You asked me what question. Do you think Gervais splits up you and Ricky? We just talked about on the other pod that Ricky and I have been brother lawing pretty good around the golf course in this Classic. Uh, we play together pretty much every day at our own club. We played together all that weekend. and Yes, I was very verbal that if I was, My plan was obviously to take Ricky probably a lot earlier than most would have thought because I was that confident in not our pair. Not as early parents. as Austin. Not as early as Austin. So you asked me, you're like, you think he's going to split you all up? And what did I say? I don't think he's that smart. And what does he do? I did not know going into the draft that Gervais' sole purpose was actually to troll me with his first two picks. He takes Ricky hot out of the gate. I had D-ball circled as a lottery pick for me. Like, I thought that D-ball was going to get overlooked by Gervais and I was going to be in a place where I got him great pick. I've played with him. D-ball knows, I think, the world of him. and this Did you is... expect him to be there for your second
0: pick? Is that where you were going? Or did you expect him to fall to your third? Yeah,
1: so just in my mind, regardless who was first and second, all the so, like, I'm also looking at the preparation for this draft difference. So, here's from my perspective. We got Gervais at the wedding. Totally fine. Like, that's awesome. Then you got me over here sitting at my house, and the past two days, I'm just running every possible, literally every possible scenario and combinations of picks and pairings for the entire field. And so I had probably six or seven pages laid out in front of me of what I was going to do. But in my mind, I was thinking, okay, regardless what happens, you got to think Burris is probably a one pick pick. Everybody knows Sam Roten's history, so he's probably likely a number one pick for the other team. And then you got to think, all right, what goes well after that? So if if Burris goes one, Sam goes one, then you got to look at the next people on the board. Is it Stu? And then is the other person smart enough to go ahead and put the brothers together? That's where my head's at. I'm like, all right, you got to. I got to think it's Burris, Sam, Stu, Jay. So I was actually thinking like, man, if I can sneak out with D-ball somewhere under that, like with any of those four, I'm so straight with that, like right out of the gate. So yeah, I did think that he was going to be around a little bit longer. So we'll go ahead and run through the list then. Um, Obviously,
0: you and Austin were captains. So Austin, with his first pick, like we mentioned, took Ricky. Um, You took Burris.
1: Ricky probably shot her around the world, too. Like everybody was like
0: whoa <laughs> i kind of I, I think austin and i had talked and so i knew it was coming oh, okay uh, but, so that's why you asked me but yeah it was uh still for him to do it and for him to do it first pick because he could have done that the second third oh, fourth he, round
1: he could have taken burris and then ricky he could have
0: still taken ricky i said it he I could have
1: had, he probably could have gotten ricky at his third pick and beat me to it i don't remember where first. i said it but i felt like i was watching myself
0: draft in fantasy after too many beers Like, it was just like, yeah, like, I really want Dak Prescott, but I probably could have gotten him in the sixth round. (laughs) But I drafted him
1: first. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Just so I could name my team the Dak attack. Exactly. And even Ricky knew that. He was like, bro, like, I know that you were prepared to take me a little bit earlier just to get it, but, like, does he not realize that he could have still, like, taken me from you, like, number three? You know know what I'm saying? Like, he could have had – so honestly, he could have had Burris Stu Ricky to start. Let's just be honest. He could have. And, and then you
0: mentioned I, Burris. You drafted him first because you you
1: played with him over the weekend. Yeah. He's obviously got all the game in the world. And so Burris is the type of player that makes everybody around him better. Yep. I've only played in his group twice. And I I would probably say in both times that I've played in a group with Burris, I've I've probably played some of the best golf start to finish that I could possibly play and and to be honest in my mind I'm thinking about and we'll get into this later but to be honest as I'm thinking about the event and in my mind I'm thinking about pairings and who could go and if I don't have first pick you got to know it's going to be Burris I'm over here thinking that when it gets to Sunday singles and they roll Burris out as the donkey that I'm going to take him just because I wanted that to elevate my game and I wanted to see what what happened with I'm only getting two strokes from him but I was ready. It's interesting.
0: And so the only other zero in the field, D Ball goes with a third pick. Uh, Gervais takes him, and then you follow up with Johnny Stew as a three handicap this weekend. I mean, we'll go into the next few picks. Really, any of these, I think Stew, Circio, Sam, myself, Jay, Vince, Patrick, you could have picked. Any of those in any order, and it would have all been the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was you, Stu, was your second pick. Um, ben sercio at a four, was Austin's third.
1: Yeah. So, like, time out. Like, at this point, we got, so the teams are stacking up. We got Ricky D. Ball, Gervais, Ricky D. Ball, me, Burris, Stu. At this point, I'm like, okay. So, we put together a competitive team, but now I'm already thinking, like, who I'm going to put against sam roten and then what's in my mind is like sam's going next so i'm about to bust sam up and put jay on my team because we always thought about splitting the rotens up is probably smart um and so and then he picks and i'm like (laughs) hang on a second leaves
0: the guy who works at the golf course
1: (laughs) i'm like hold on i I like literally looked at my wife like sam's on the board she's like who's sam (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I give her his track record or whatever. FBR. I'm like, Sam's on the board. Like, of course. Like, I, I, the only reason I even gave banter before that was just so that the the, the draft didn't end quickly because it was a no-brainer of what direction I was going to go.
0: And so you pick Sam, and then he follows up with the other Roten, Jay. So immediately S- good, splits him pick. up. Which, yeah, if he doesn't do that there, your next pick is Jay.
1: Yeah. So he like, has to. Yeah.
0: And so, that leaves you open to pick me, which I'm playing as an 8 this weekend, um, just with the course handicap, and I've been shooting some high scores still, guys, like, I'm it's sorry. A va- but it's
1: a value buy.
0: It's, it's a value <laughs> it's buy. It's a value buy. You know, my body uh, isn't in great shape, but got that dog I me. I think I've proved that enough by now. I was about
1: to say, if we have any uh, Roost Club Championship people that are tuning into this, I, they're probably going to disagree with what you just said. Listen, Ed, when I played Swope, right, I shot
0: 85-77. So I, my handicap went up after that day. I mean, what do you want me to do? I, I didn't post anything from BCN. Sorry about it. Um, so I, <laughs> Sorry. So, And then, you know, I went out and played Grasslands, and I shot um, – You know, something we played really – we'll get into that. But my handicap went up that day. So, like, what do you want me to do? Um, That's what it is. Anyways, so um, you pick me, and then Patrick Patton's the next pick. Local boy, knows the golf course well, used to be a member there. Solid pick, but that leaves Vince next. That's what I'm
1: saying. So, not surprised, but also still surprised even by that with Vince on the board. And and I know – so – I don't I think Vince's reputation precedes himself for me at least. I've never really played or interacted with Vince. I've only actually been in one event, maybe two events that he was in myself. I think he shot seventy in both of those. So don't. but but one of the seventies was at Toei where it was freezing, freezing cold. And, and he just went out and balled. Oh uh, yeah, and I understand from the other four David Moran, uh Circio and D ball that was in that group and they were like, That was like the easiest seventy I've ever seen in my life. So I'm like that's the only thing in the back of my head. So I'm like, Yeah, we're taking him. So
0: Austin, maybe his best pick of the draft next in taking Dylan off the board.
1: I was ready to do that myself.
0: And so you had to pick the boy,
1: yeah. Jordan Gooch. Yeah, of course. That leaves. Gooch uh, was never not going to be on my team. That
0: leaves Wes and Joshua Tyler. Austin picks Wes. We end up with Joshua Tyler, who may end up being the ringer of this event, playing as a 17 handicap, but he just shot his career low. What did he say? He shot like 78? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, go time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Hammer time! I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see him. I just almost accidentally leaked a pairing, so <laughs> I can't wait till tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be fun. And uh, so, getting into the format a little
0: bit. Tomorrow night, we're gonna any, have our pairings party. Any lingering thoughts on the draft? Yeah, Team Cotton for the Dub. Mm. Like, yeah, we'll get into the questions, yeah, it. but it's over. Yeah, well, it, it's Austin lost it in the draft. You can't win it in the draft, but you can lose it in the draft. And Austin lost it in the draft. I'm
1: sorry, Austin. I love you. But, like, my man. Hey, I'm looking forward to Team Tobacco coming out and golfing their ball. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. It's Of course it's going to be a lot closer than people expect. But, like don't we all want this to be competitive? Absolutely, but like just because we want compete. it to be
0: competitive doesn't mean I don't think I'm going to go out and win all every single point that I play for. I,
1: listen, I'm prepared to be the to be the to to be the martyr for our team. I don't care if I get a single point. I know that my team's going to play around me. I'm chilling. Well, um, I'm going to play my most freed up golf that there is in the format tomorrow night. You'll pick the um,
0: Saturday morning pairing. So Saturday. We're gonna play 36 holes in the morning. We're gonna play nine holes, two four-ball matches in each 18 holes. First nine is going to be a uh, well, I guess not two nine-hole matches. Excuse me. Let me let me w- walk that back. The entire weekend, we're playing every hole is worth a point. Same format that we did at the NLU's Championship. Every single hole is gonna be worth a point. So it's not a nine-hole match. It's not 18-hole matches. It's basically one hole match after one hole match. And so, we're going to play the first nine as four ball. We're going to play the second nine as alternate shot. In the afternoon, we're going to play a modified four ball where everybody hits a drive, pick the best one, play your own ball. And then we'll play a modified alternate shot where everybody hits a drive, picks the best ball, plays alternate shot in from there. But what we are doing in the morning is true alternate shot. That's what I was about to say. It's so true. It's it's, uh, you know, if Tanner puts out, if, if we were to be paired together and Tanner puts out and, you know, I had to hit the next tee shot. So uh, we're not going to, you know, alternate the tees just based on the A and B player, whoever you, you want to pick is that. We're going to play true alternate shot, and that should be a lot of fun and uh, some strategy leading into that with conceding and everything like that. It's going to be a whole lot of fun out
1: I'm there. interested in seeing the gamesmanship that happens, knowing that that's on the table. Also, golf course familiarity is going to be an issue specifically for that format. and. You and Austin will be in the precarious
0: situation where on that back nine, you might be playing for a point and also trying to set pairings for the afternoon. Right. Your partners may be in a situation where you're playing all shot and you really are out of it for in between your shots because, <laughs> because you're I'm trying to
1: strategize too. And
0: you're on your phone and, yeah. and service issues and all that stuff. It could yeah. be very interesting,
1: but also so much fun. Yeah, we may like our we may like our picks enough early on to just run it exactly like we're running the first i don't see a
0: situation where that's not the case but like i said from the very beginning when when we were talking about strategy and we talked about our strategy at the nl championship just like play our guys and let them go beat us if they go beat us congrats but we're gonna just go play our guys so team cotton i mean uh let me say this about the draft before we, we move on from it um I could not be more thrilled to be on Team Cotton. I just got a new horse this week. His name's Cotton. It works out perfectly. I mean,
1: I am high cotton. So. Is it the name? Is it the the teammates? It's the name. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I needed
0: to be on Team Cotton. The teammates <laughs> make it fantastic, and, like, that's all that much better. But if I was on Team Tobacco, I was going to be a little salty. I was going to get over it because I love tobacco, Tobacco Barn at the end of the road. But, uh, yeah, Team Cotton was where I needed to be. So, thank you for drafting me.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm pumped. I I I wore uh what is uh when you get married, you put the is it was the dude put on a flower? Know. Yeah. I think it has a name though. It does. Is it corsage? That's what they wear at prom. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. Uh mine was caught. Boutier or something? Yeah. Mine was cotton. There you go. At my wedding, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, every like groomsman that. in my group had cotton, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped about that. Just because it was cotton and it was cool. Let's not get it twisted, please. Yes. So, um,
0: moving on very quickly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so with with the format, is there anything that you're thinking about with your pairings? With just based on the format alone, or are you just thinking about? Players, are you thinking about matchups or what's your kind of strategy? Obviously, don't have the opportunity to dive in Austin's brain, but let's
1: give everybody a chance to dive into, um, you know, your brain a little bit. Our process. You know, I think I have – Not revealing too much, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think I have the – Obviously, there's some pairings like me and Stu that everybody knows about. Right. I think that we have – I have benefits of a couple of things. Uh, first, yeah, I have an obvious pairing, like I just mentioned with, uh, Ricky and I, like there, there should have been no question if we ended up on the same team, who was going to be playing together in my mind in this, and this may be of what went on in Gervais's mind, but especially a group a pairing, like what would have been Ricky and I as much golf as we play together. Those alt shots and those conversations that you're going to have to have with your partner, it's almost like a caddy caddy relationship. Like we know each other's game well enough that we can quarterback and caddy each other through the golf course. Not having that though is going to be different, but there's obvious pairings that just make sense for that. So I, I have that in the back of my mind because I do have a strong team that already plays together, has played a lot of golf together on my team. So that's kind of an initial thought, but then as I'm thinking through there, I think for me, I'm not even in the process, I'm not even as worried about about the format and even the golf course so much as I am the potential vibes, if you will, for lack of better term, Um, but camaraderie is probably a better word there, uh, on the interior of each group. I think what I'm trying to make sure right now is I'm, I'm putting guys together that are going to mesh well together for that short period of time. For me, I think I have the liberty of not worrying so much about the, the, the technical side of the golf game so much as putting everybody on a team that's conducive for them to play really well. Yeah, speaking of the technical side, over on Team Tobacco, they have a group chat where they're looking for swing
0: advice in there. There are guys who are lost in the sauce.
1: Dude, team Tobacco, y'all y'all might have a mole or two on y'all's roster. So uh.
0: Listen, I'm the captain. I have spies everywhere. I reached out to the guy who, and I won't blast him on the podcast, but I, I immediately texted the guy who asked for swing advice. I was like, if you need help, you know where to go. And he was just like, how did you know? I was like, I'll am copy time.
1: I got eyes everywhere. everywhere, everywhere. You, there's That's nowhere
0: right. you can hide in this club. That's
1: right. Well, and, and although our club is really spread out, a lot of us have good relationships now. And a lot of us, you know, Stu was mentioning this on the last show a lot of us naturally interact together every single day now. So yeah, there's people on that, on the other team that I consider really great friends. And I, I talk to them probably every day, if not every other day. And uh, yeah, so I, I've had some pretty good Intel,
0: but I, I was watching hard knocks earlier. I'm, I'm late on it, but like Dan Campbell said, it, I don't care if you got one ass cheek and three toes, I'm going to kick your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I like you guys. I love a lot of you guys, but I want to beat you into the ground. And I want to make you think, God dang, Austin, <laughs> set us up for failure, buddy. I want, I want, you know, I love Austin, but I want everybody to question him at, at the end of this weekend solely based on our performance.
1: My, my only question is when are we running it back? And we hadn't even played the first event. <laughs> so, th-
0: you know, speaking of, like, this is going to be the only High Cotton Cup. And we've, we've talked right. about that. And so we'll run this event one week earlier every single year. And it's going to be something pretty cool. And, um, you know, we might change venues and stuff like that, but this is going to be something that we're going to change the qualifying format. So we're going to take half the field from the four-ball match play that is going on right now, half the field from the singles match play in the spring. So that should give us a little bit longer of an alternate list (laughs) in case people fall out like they did this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you hate to see it, but I think that might be how I backdoored my way, so I'm totally cool with it. No, we appreciate everybody who's gotten involved. Pretty much, if you played in the classic, it
0: was like, "Hey, can you play?" So yes. Uh, so and you ended up as captain. So <laughs> makes, look, if you get involved, you got a great chance to great do great things. That makes me feel good. So, um, moving on to the afternoon, like we say, you'll probably do be doing pairings. Um, Maybe on the golf course. We do have lunch, but it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround. It's going to be a grab-and-go lunch. Um, any feelings on the the modified format with the select drive? Is it pretty much the same thing? You mentioned earlier you might be feeling good enough about your pairings and talking about the pairings that we've talked about. I don't see any reason to change it personally. but
1: Yeah, I, I don't see any reason to change it. I just think that there's a couple of shakeups in the pairings that our, our team already knows about and that I've been thinking through that – should we decide to shake them up? It it would maybe be putting, um, I don't even know. I don't even know what I want to say about the players, but it could, it could just be an interesting shakeup if I do that. So, I'm just I don't know how
0: I got here, but I've never been more confident heading into an event. <laughs>
1: that's I mean that's great for me to hear because I'm captaining the team that you're playing on. Uh, I mean ability wise I, I feel pretty good going into this as well um I felt so good last weekend and and my my pards was um not having his best day on Sunday but I just remember saying to him like the rest of today I want you to just play and play free and I'm here as the safety net like I got you I like I got the team like it was a it's a two-man scramble You go out and do whatever you have to do. I'll hit the second shot on every single shot, and I got us. So you go do whatever you have to do. If that means I have to hit the fairway, if I have to hit the middle of the green on a par three, if I have to clean up whatever we're cleaning up on the greens, I got it. You just go play. I want to carry that mentality into this weekend, probably for me ability-wise. Looking at the modified, before I say that, though, I was going to say this. Hey, just quick reminder to the teams because we do have that small window and stuff let's try to play fast on that first nine i mean you know four hours even though uh, we have groups in front of us four hours is the bare minimum
0: expected pace to play right if we go over that it should only be because of the groups in front of us we're playing match play we are the high cotton guys slow players will be asked to leave the property
1: Ooh, shout out! No free shout outs though, but that's a that's a good one. I'm glad you said that. I think I'm looking at a sticker that says it on the computer right now. I should. I mean, obviously, I should know, but yeah, let's just let's try to keep it moving. I'm all for getting in the process and getting dialed in, but you have enough time between shots to do that. There's no reason you, for slow play. I mean, let's. I mean, I'm just saying. There's. I think Listen. I'm probably one of the faster players out there. But there, for me, there's just no reason to, to slow play knowing that we have 36 we have to get in.
0: Listen, for sure.
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say something way different, so that <laughs> just threw me a curveball. But anyways, so getting to what we were uh, about to talk about, this format in the afternoon. I mean, I'm still intrigued to see it. Um, I think that it just – I what it probably does is open us up for – even more competitive matches, I think, for the latter half of the day, which is only going to build excitement going into Sunday singles um, where, you know, you hear all the time, the tournament doesn't start, the Masters doesn't start until back nine on, on Sunday. A lot of points out there on A Sunday. A lot of points on Sunday, you know, you you very well could. This isn't traditional match play, so there's no, like, losing eight and seven. There's 144 points in play on Sunday. So that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no losing eight and seven. It's like either try to get as many holes as you can or you might lose 18 straight. It could be very, very interesting. (laughs) It could be lopsided. I hope it's not. I hope it's, I hope it's, I hope that Saturday carries weight in the final standings to level out the. The eighteen hole singles matches, um, and I just hope for something competitive because it could go. And I'm not, and I, and I'm not being partial to either team. Like there's a lot of points on the board it for go either, way. either yeah. team. No, for sure. And you know, so there's everybody needs to just hit cups and play and golf their ball, and let may the best man win. I think. What I like about the individual points, being a baseball guy, baseball is my background. One thing that I love about the game of baseball is you have to throw the ball over the plate until you get the third out in the ninth inning. Like, you have to give the other guy a chance. What I like about this format is no matter the difference in the competition, you got 18 holes. It's not like you're going to get close. You have 18. 18 holes I have to give the other guy his 18 his putt on 18 for like that's the opportunity that he gets like that's I think what I am most excited about you didn't ask me about Sunday singles we're talking about Saturday's second 18 but just thinking about the whole weekend that's kind of where my head's at and looking at the format
0: yeah Saturday evening after the 36 we'll go to we'll, we'll get dinner and uh, we'll do the pairings for anybody who, who can't stay and get dinner. I understand after 36 holes, a lot of guys will have to get home and take care of responsibilities. Uh, but for the guys who choose to stay, we'll get pairings done. We'll announce those pairings, you know, via an email, discord, whatever. And then Sunday, um, t- starting at 11, we're going to be playing Sunday singles. We're going to have eight singles matches out there. 18 points in play for each one, like we were talking about. And, you know, I think there's like – 288 points
1: in play this weekend. And so it's it's a lot of points out there. It's deep. It's deep, but I'm I'm totally good with it. I think it's I hope it's 145 to 143. That would be ideal. I That'd be great.
0: That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. 144 and a half to 143 and a half. That would be something crazy.
1: Yeah, so correct us on that too. A half toll is a half point?
0: Yes. Yep, have have holes. And halved That's holes. right,
1: because you were talking about you beat Tron six and one, and it was you have the first and the last, and yep. then you won everything in between.
0: And real quick, uh, talking about that, I just want to shout out NLU, um, all the folks at NLU, Aaron specifically. Um, after the podcast last week, we were playing a jackpot, and I got the message that I was invited to the NIT. Nice. So very very excited and thankful for the opportunity, and uh, could not be. Um, more jacked out to be representing the High Con Club in Jacksonville nice. at the beginning of November. That's awesome.
1: And shout out, we actually had a couple of uh, viewers for the live as well. I think Aaron was actually commenting yep. on it um, during the during the show. Side, uh, small tangent, I thought Instagram, when you went live like that, posted it. As a post on the page. You can, when you end it, you can like save it and post it. I just, But yeah, no, I didn't because... I when, kept wanting to go back and watch it.
0: Because I don't have enough storage. So to do that, it would have been super grainy. So, I got you. Yeah, okay. Sorry about
1: that. That's oh, all good.
0: Technical issues. But uh, we're going to try to get all that stuff figured out in due time. We're, you know, working through all the, the technology. But yeah, thank you to Aaron and all the NLU crew for that invite. I could not be more excited. Like I said, talk to Tron. He said, weather should be great. They're due for it, right? So excited to head down to Jacksonville. And haven't played a whole lot of golf in Florida, and it's certainly different than here and certainly different than Kansas City. But, uh, you know, I'll try to do my best. And I'm already reaching out for chiropractors in Jacksonville so we, we can see what we can get done. And I'm going to be staying with the electric factory. Shout out the electric factory electric for again. welcoming me in. Uh, you know, the first loser going to get to go and be little brother for a weekend.
1: There you go. That's awesome. Uh, maybe... The Jaguars will be in town so so you can see their chiropractor since you saw the Chiefs already. Well, Uh,
0: you know, Jaguars, Chiefs, a little different. Uh, uh, You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, also another sidebar, did you see the video (laughs) of Trevor Lawrence in the tunnel like getting his team hype the other day? No, I didn't. I missed that. (laughs) I, I cannot stand the Jaguars. It went viral, but it was like they were all sitting there and he was like, Basically he was like, "All right guys, we're going to go out and we're going to play hard. Let's go." Like that's <laughs> Sick, <laughs> Like you see dude. all the you see all these like NFL quarterbacks like hype, like the Drew Brees video that went viral was like where they're doing the yeah. chant and all that stuff and then you got Trevor Lawrence like, "Here we go, guys.
0: I got our team more jacked up in Knoxville and Kansas City than that <laughs> just by, you know, going and talking to them in a low voice like, "Hey guys, this is This is what we were made for. It was was times like this.
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to pull you out for a speech for Team Cotton before we play. Um, So just looking back over the cup, what are – I'm trying to think, is there an individual in particular in the field, no matter what team he's on, that you're kind of circling as like he's a difference maker? Me. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. What? What? I mean, other than just confidence, what makes you say that? I just
0: keep proving it.
1: uh, Okay, I'm so so, like I'm good with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? I just keep proving it. So like, go out and prove it again. Fifty four holes is a lot of golf for me, especially thirty six in one day. But like, it's alternate shot half the day, so it's it's a little bit easier on my body. Like, whatever, dude. I want I want to go and win. You know, 54 points this weekend.
1: Yeah, does that excite you, just talking about stamina and, like, what you – every just the, grind, the literal grind that you have every day. Is that something that intrigues you, the fact that for part of the day you're going to be hitting half the shots? Or for an entire day you're going to be hitting half the shots? That was honestly the first time I thought about it when right I just right mentioned now. it. Yep. I mean, so I guess in reality you have – you're playing – More like 27. I was about to say more like 27 holes instead of 36. Uh, That's that's good. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, we can – I think we've talked enough about the Cup. We can go ahead and dive into the Classic a little bit. Um, And we can dive back into the Cup if we want to. But my match with Stu on Sunday, we had to win to move on. And shout out the boys, Brian Vanderveer and Tommy Pelto, for driving up from Alabama to play at Grasslands on the Foxland side. But – I felt really, really bad headed into that day. And I told Stu that. And so I really managed my body through that like front nine. And we we were two up. We got down to one up on 12 T and I was like, all right, Stu, I'm I'm gonna let it all out here. And you know, that hole we have the next hole was an absolute mess. But then
1: I balled on the next three holes. 14 and 15 16 14 15 16 matches that's, a over. Str- that's a stretch yeah well really i mean 12 is okay but 13 14 15 16 is a stretch it is so, well actually 16 is not that bad but for sure 13 14 15 16 can be really tough though and it can yeah
0: we, i had to so 14 and 16 were my two stroke holes on the back and so I got. I made a bomb from like 35 feet on 14 for par, net birdie. That won the hole. And then on 16, 15 was straight into the wind, and I tried to knock something down and, and had no chance, but still um, was able to save a par. We go to 16 and hit a decent drive, but still it's straight into the wind, up the hill.
1: Up a huge hill.
0: Bad lie, up the hill, and I get caught in that tree on the right. Mm. And so now I got to get up and down from there
1: to win it. And boom, baby. Oh, you did it. Oh, yeah. that's nice. So that, but that does kind of stink in a match out there. Obviously, you want to close them out as early as you can. But 17 and 18 are great holes there.
0: I didn't, but Brian has this kind of ability, and he showed that against Patrick and Paul, where if you give him a chance with a couple gettable holes coming in, he can go do something special. So I knew like we had to be 17. I was headed into 16, like, it has to be now. And so, thankfully it was. So, uh, Stu and I will be heading on to face Joey Nacarado and Marshall Peterson coming out of your group. Bit of a situation there. Appleton, as we mentioned on last week's podcast, had to play that match by himself. So, they took care of business and and they moved on from that.
1: Yeah, uh, beat them 10-9. and nine. Like, just let them have it. I, I didn't <laughs> aims think was that bad. No, I'm telling you and Stu to go beat them 10-9. and nine. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, okay. no, let them have it. Okay, yeah, so there's been some conversation about when and where this match is going to be played,
0: and I've pretty much removed myself from that conversation because it's just, um, I don't care where we play or when we play. There's obviously places that aren't on the approved courses list, and we're not going to go to either person's home course. But like other than that, let's just go play golf. I don't care when or where. Like I said... Earlier about the cup, like I keep proving it, so I just want another opportunity to go prove it. And so, whatever happens, happens. But Stu and I, are, we played our best match together this past weekend, and you know, you might see that in the cup again this weekend.
1: But it's just you're just firing me up over here, as I'm just still running pairings through my head.
0: Stu and I, I've, I legitimately feel right now we're like we're unbeatable, and so Team Tobacco, you better watch out. That's all I'll say about that. But uh, moving on with the classic. Um, in the other groups, Sam Roten and Jay Roten advance. They take care of business with uh, Butterfield and Falk. Oh, yeah. I wanted goes, to hear about that. Goes all the way down to 18. Where was it played? Old Hickory Country Club, which is a great venue for the, for the match. Um, and Jay and Sam. He's got
1: the connection out there that keeps getting them, Sam. Sam has a connection. Andrew Key had a
0: connection for our match. Um, Several people in the club have connections out there. But Sam, yeah, hooked that up for them. And, uh, yeah, great place for it. Sam said that nobody was used to the greens. And so that kind of showed. Josh played really, really well, but just not really well enough. Um, It's tough to go against both Roten brothers. You know, it just is. And so they were able to win two up on 18 and went all the way to 18. They were one up. Head into that hole and won on 18. So congratulations. Wow. That's to them. awesome.
1: And what about our other set of brothers? How did, how's that? So we are recording on Thursday night, releasing Friday at midnight, Friday morning.
0: Um, they'll be playing on Friday. That's right. I forgot. So that's, they hadn't done it yet. They played their match plus some playoff holes plus a chip off and they just got shut down by darkness. So we're talking about the Doris brothers, Muno Munoz and Puzo. Um, Playing at bluegrass. Playing at bluegrass. They're gonna go out. The committee decided they're gonna reconvene for sudden death. It could be one hole, it could be however many holes until somebody wins that match. So it's gonna be very exciting to see how that shakes out tomorrow.
1: I'd love to see like a tin hole. I would love if that thing Wait, goes hang on. Did you say they're they're going sudden death tomorrow? Yes. Isn't Logan Isn't Logan like Already on the list for the practice round. At they're playing seven. in the morning in Bluegrass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they're supposed. That's to That's assuming first they're the... done, though. Yep.
0: Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't expect this to be an eighteen to. It, no, that, I mean that I would would wouldn't. Be yeah. Crazy. It would
1: be crazy because that would mean that they would no blood for that long. And they had blood on every single hole until yeah. thirteen
0: in their previous match. So somebody's going to go out and probably win number one just right off the bat. Um, and it's gonna, it's, it's kind of stinks to have to reconvene and do that. But hey, the USGA does it. The Rules Committee voted to do it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, it's no, better than the, the, the full right. like
0: go play eighteen holes again.
1: Why? But why would you do that? Exactly. I mean, it makes it just makes more sense for the. It's just a continuation. Yep. Like that. That would have continued on to however the, it was going yep. the first time if it wasn't dark. So. So excited to see how that shakes out. It's going to be
0: very interesting to see who's going up against the Roten brothers. Is it the Doris brothers or is it Munoz and, Puz- Munoz and Puzo? A lot of Z's I know, I and ö's yeah. in, in those names.
1: Getting a lot of those. Um, obviously, storyline-wise, brothers against brothers that are all very familiar with each other, I think, is a is a good storyline. Um, and then I think there's a, a good narrative forming over on the other side Um with you guys hoping, hopefully taking care of business. I think, uh, I, you know, just looking at the potential finals um, for this Classic, I could think of any combination of three of those four teams that are left that I would love to see in the finals.
0: Real quick, I would just like to say, because I was slept on for a very, very long time, that in, this is our fourth edition of the High Cotton Classic. This is now my third time in the semifinals. Bing bong. So I haven't won it yet, but
1: I, I just want to make it publicly known that I like match play. So it's three times in the, in the semis, right? Yeah, three times in the semis, once
0: in the championship,
1: and then once I got knocked out in the quarterfinals. I was about to say, but all four, you've at least gone to the quarters. Yep. That's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I he got knocked out by Sam Roten in those quarters, and he went to the championship. I mean,
1: uh, and what about the Zach Earhart one? What which event was that? That was in the semis, second, and the. Uh, That's right. It was semis, not quarters. Yeah, that was the semis. Yeah probably the only one I was rooting against you on, sorry about that. I just I had the the bargain buy in the Calcutta on Zach Earhart and I got him for twenty five dollars and he went to the finals. So
0: Yeah, that's one that still kinda haunts me. I know um, almost I didn't bring it up. Didn't have it that day at all. And like ever since that match, that match and Sam Roten's match have been two lessons that I've really carried with me uh, moving forward and rhythm, pace of play how I'm carrying myself on the golf course. You know, with Zach, I was so hard on myself for a long time in that match. And with Sam, I just completely lost the rhythm in my golf swing. So, coming off of those two things, uh, I feel a whole lot better. Um, and so, I, I think that I've proven that and continued to show that. And so, excited for more opportunities in the High Cotton Cup, in the High Cotton Classic, at the NIT, at the member member.
1: Dog's gonna be a dog.
0: Just gotta keep the body right, baby. <laughs> All right, so um, I know we've been we've been trying to you know kind of stretch this thing out because we haven't had a whole lot to talk about. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed the banter. But um, kinda, it's the night show. Kind of moving on to to wrap this thing up. We want to talk about the High Cotton Sports Book real quick. Um, we'll get into fantasy first. Like we said last week, we're playing for the loser has to wear a tutu. And I just cannot remember to adjust my lineups. I, I I'm getting messed up every single week. And so Clay and I ended up having a pretty crazy matchup last week. Even though the flying Hawaiian Marcus Mariota lost a point for me, but um, you know whatever it is, what it is. So standings wise, um, Ben Sercio in the lead, um, and then tied with Walt Draper and Mace Muse all and West Amy all at three and one. But uh, Walt, Mace, and West are all in the same division been kind of running his division with Clay and D-Ball behind him, me right behind them, and Justin Meese, the only winless man <sighs> in the league so far. Um, I thought I was in last place, so that feels good. I cannot wait to play him head-to-head.
1: It also feels good for me because I also thought that I was in dead last.
0: So, yeah, we're, we're doing better than we thought we were.
1: Oh, That's no, like I got it. a W this week. I beat Austin Gervais. Hey, is this uh, foreshadowing? I hope so. Oh, man. Actually, oh. I beat him like pretty handily, so
0: right on so moving on to the pick em. in the nfl i'm getting our leaderboard pulled up right now but uh i'll tell you what the nfl has been tough to pick it's been a lot of back and forth it's been some upsets i haven't quite got up to date on the injury situation with everybody so i'm in dead last dfl i'm 19 and 20 that's not gonna win any money but um you know First place is not that far ahead, twenty one and eighteen, so it's a close race right there. Circio, Klingin, Beers, myself, um, and then moving on to the college pick 'em, we'll get that pulled up real quick. Uh, you know, internet it works as fast as it can when it can, and we'll try to give you the most up to date uh, leaderboard that we can. So we have Klingin in the lead, tied with Walt. They are thirty four and sixteen, much better in the college. Um, Pick'em, Joshua Tyler, third place, Ben Sercio, Dustin Ball, and myself tied at fourth place, and Justin Meese in seventh place. So um, 30 and 20, last place in the college pick'em. It's a pretty good record. We'll take that. (laughs) NFL, not so great. We got some stuff to clean up there. So the question that we had from D-Ball on uh, Instagram, Tanner mentioned during the draft that it was over about halfway through. Does he stand by this stance, or does he believe Team Tobacco has a fighter's chance? Now you have something to say about this, and you threw it in the Discord, so I'll, I'll give you the floor.
1: Yeah, I just didn't say that. Um, I, and I, might I, did, have, and I
0: and if I did, and if I did, I was probably right.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I did, I want to. I want the receipts. Um, but I, I do know for certain that I was trying to be pretty intentional about my. Re- I know that I had a crap-eating grin on my face the entire time, but. Uh, I was trying to kind of hold or hide emotions and try to get off camera for that. But um, but let's just entertain the idea of if I did say that for just a second, just to finish answering the question. Um, do I feel confident going into this weekend? Yes. Should Team Tobacco feel confident going into this weekend? Yes. If you don't feel confident in your own game, I don't want you playing in the cup anyway. So everybody should feel like, like Connor answered earlier, that they're the difference maker and they're the player in the field to watch out for. So, yeah. If you don't I, believe in yourself, nobody will. That's right. So, yeah, I, I do feel confident going into this weekend. I feel confident in the team. I feel confident in my ability to play but you still got to go do it. Do I think tobacco has a chance? Yeah, of course they got a chance. They have to play golf, but, um, you know, do I, do I think it's going to be a landslided huge margin victory? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, but we'll find out. It, It sounds like D ball hop in that group chat and see which one of Your teammates seems to think that this is going to be a landslide because I've heard more of that out of y'all's corner than I have ours. They think it's going to be a landslide. I mean, in their favor. I mean, hang on. Were we not in a group message with one of their teammates that thinks it's over with already? Yes, we were. But they,
0: but I'm just trying to make sure I understand. They think it's over on our side. No, no. They think we're gonna win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, I'd be I'm more. I'm trying to worried make sure nobody it. on Team Tobacco is delusional and thinking <laughs> that they have a a chance to just boat race us because this team, Team Cotton, is not getting boat raced. I can promise you that.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna stay impartial on that because being the leader of team cotton and i could just see where i love these
0: roles being reversed i have throwing out slanders you're just i
1: I have a history of putting my foot in my mouth so um you know i I don't want to do that but i I really i I don't recall saying it i know that that was a tongue-in-cheek you know question but it's kind of not how i operate so i don't i don't think but then again if i did um you know do you blame me for saying it After the way that the picks unfolded
0: for sure. And we know this isn't, that isn't how you operate. This typically (laughs) isn't how I operate. I'm just trying to add a little bit of juice, a little bit of fire stoking team tobacco. Um, clay also asked if there's any update on new merch drops. Um, who did you say asked that clay? Clay? Yeah. Go figure. (laughs) Yeah. Bear with me. We'll get something figured out. I know that I got a lot of stuff that I want to do. Um, we got to get our member gifts sorted and all that stuff. It's just been a slow roll. Um, stuff getting lost in the mail and so we're working on that the hats for the high cotton cup this week are pretty great um shout out dome for getting those done and done on time i'm excited to pass those out to the guys team cotton getting the white accent team tobacco getting the blue accent very cool hat and i think something that everybody will be excited to have and add to the repertoire
1: hey sidebar um you, because you've seen them now that does the fit fit like the hitter blanco or, or is it different It's a completely different hat. I thought that I saw that. That's why I'm asking. It's a completely different
0: hat, but I haven't put it on my head. Oh, okay. But it is a different hat. It is a different hat. Because it did look like it had a lower crown. That's what I was curious about. It's a completely different hat. It's one of those that has like the old school like sweatband that goes all the way up in the front of the hat. It's it's cool. Oh, okay. Sweet. No, it's a cool hat. All right. So excited for guys to get those. Excited to wear that myself. Be putting that thing on tomorrow. Um, But... Yeah, that's all we have for questions, so we'll go ahead and jump into life advice. Um, I'll go ahead and start us off just so that Tanner can finish us on a strong note, as he always does. Um, with what we talked about in the soft open and what's been so heavy on our hearts really all week, um, I just want to say to be sure to be grateful to take the opportunities to appreciate everybody. And I, I could have said that so much better, but the meaning s- s- still remains. And I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get emotional, but... Um, it is so easy to just go through life and have these interactions with people. Like we are so grateful to have the club that we do and the guys that we do in the club. And it's been such a blessing to my life. And I know to so many other guys lives. Um, But interactions beyond the club with in our workplace, within who we deal with at the store and, and the stores that we frequent, the restaurants that we frequent, just being able to appreciate those interactions and don't be afraid to say, I love you to your friends. I know as guys, a lot of times it can be like, just a little weird, like you don't want to throw it out there, but let those people that you really care about know how you feel and know that at the end of the day, you got their back. You do anything for them, and I think that we've tried to show that it, we we really stand by what we say and we love our guys. Um, we love you, Seth. We miss you like crazy, and um, yeah, it's been it's been a tough week, but I know it compares nothing to what his family's been going through. What, what his really you know close friends have been going through. And so um, we try to do all we can, and we'll continue to try to do all we can. And um, in the meantime, just make sure that you're taking the opportunity to tell your friends that you love them.
1: Yeah, that's a great word. Obviously not an easy uh, subject to talk about. Um, And for me tonight, I'm kind of just piggybacking off of that. Um, I, I think that it's absolutely necessary to not only be grateful and try to cherish and be in the moment, Uh, every moment with your loved ones and, and those that you care about. But uh, my, my life advice and encouragement tonight is just to, to be present and to be aware of those friendships and and those interactions. Um, You never know when someone is about to wake up to the reality of the worst day of their life. You just, you never, you never know when that time is coming And so, you know, I I think that it's just a wise practice to be cognizant of of our interactions with other people um, and and to to take a greater investment in people. I think that's largely why I'm so involved with the club is just because there's really not a better place to just invest and to love on and enjoy the company and camaraderie of, of other people that are like minded individuals. Um, And that's kind of always been a, a huge MO of mine is just truly trying to take a vested interest into people more than just kind of what I even said last week, more than just what they can bring to the table for me, but, you know, how hopefully I can positively impact their life, how hopefully they view me, how hopefully that. I can be a person that they can turn to. And these are just things that I've, decisions that I've tried to make in my own life, but I can think of so many that are that in my life and they, they make me who I am today. So, um, you know, tonight for me, not probably not a lot of advice, but just some encouragement to be, be aware and be present in each and every one of the relationships, uh, that you have. Um, it's never a bad thing. I'm a big words of affirmation guy. We talked about the five love languages several episodes back when Clay asked the question about marriage advice, but um, I'm, I'm big on, I have an old saying that's see something, say something, um, which is actually also on a lighter note, really funny to me because that's my favorite saying in strapped it always cracks me up when neil and <laughs> big randy say see something say something if you need a good laugh go watch strapped louisiana because uh, they say it there and it is so it's so funny to me but um uh, anyways see something say something and what that phrase means in my life is that if i see or notice a positive quality in somebody else um i believe that I noticed that for a reason, maybe even that's something that the Lord put on my heart to notice and to recognize. But also if I see it, say it. So if I see a good quality in you, I want to affirm that quality in you because that may be the very thing that boosts you through the next day or whatever. So, you never know what somebody's going through. Absolutely. So for me, that see something, say something is such a great practice because whether it's in my relationship and I see Kaylin that's doing something positively as a mother, I want to tell her, hey, I think you handled that really well. Because it's going to affirm to her that I do notice that you're a good mom and you're doing great things. But also like, hey, man. You just you stepped up and hit that shot when all the pressure was on and that was really cool. And like it is just a game, it is golf, but golf is largely mental and being able to have that affirmation, that positive affirmation behind is awesome. So rambling on my life advice, see something, say something, invest in people and love on them. Those are the things that you can do all the time.
0: I think it's a great word and like I said, we've all had a heavy heart this week, but I hope that um, if you listen to this episode and if you listen to this point obviously, Hope that you enjoyed it and were able to take some comedic relief from it, just take some distraction and get a little excited for this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend for the High Cotton Club, and we're very excited to to kick things off Friday at 12 Stones.
1: So appreciate you guys listening tonight. Thanks for coming into the show and listening to us, and thank you for letting us keep you dialed.